0: You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production in association with City News.
1: Hi, I'm producer Ebby Nabdeger. Welcome to a very special Saturday episode of The Big Story. When the show launched in 2018, the mission was simple. Bring Canadians the stories that matter to them every day of the week. Over 1,000 episodes and millions of downloads later, we're still at it. And we're still striving to make the big story better. If you tune in with any regularity, you'll know that we recently conducted a listener survey. We asked for your feedback on what you like about the show and how you'd like to see us do things differently. We got more responses than we could have ever hoped for, so thank you for that. Today, we want to show you that it was not in vain. In this episode, me and Jordan will take you through some of the results and tell you about the different ways in which your feedback will influence the way we do things around here. We'll also give you a little sneak peek into some of the other projects we've got in the works. Enjoy. So whenever we're ready.
2: You're the host. Take it away.
1: (laughs) Okay, we're rolling. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for being a guest. How does it feel being on the other side?
2: I didn't really have a choice whether or not to be a guest, but here I am. Um, It feels easier does that make sense? I just want to stay at the beginning of this interview. I have no prepared answers, no prepared notes. This isn't a PR exercise. Ebion's just going to ask me some questions about the survey, and I'm going to answer them and tell you about this podcast the best I can. Um, so yeah, like I said, it feels easy. No prep. Go ahead.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, no worries about that. It's been four years of putting a show together every day of the week. What do you know now about hosting a daily news show that you wish you known when you launched The big story.
2: I mentioned this a lot in our outros and whenever there's a horrific news event or something that's happening immediately. At the beginning of this podcast, we thought we had to cover every story that happened every day and turn it around right away. And what that ended up costing us was depth and context. And often we would record an episode that was immediately out of date as soon as it was released the next morning. So, as I've said many times on this podcast now, we will not try to turn around something at 3 p.m. one day for 4 a.m. the next day, because if you need information on that, you have a million ways to get it. I wish I'd been stricter about that when we began instead of chasing immediate breaking headlines.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, which brings me to the next question. So, what makes a story specifically a big story?
2: It has to be something that has an impact on how Canadians will experience or see the world. Um, the original philosophy of this show is a curious person talks to a smart person about something that matters to Canadians. And I think that holds up pretty well. Sometimes it might seem like it's something that doesn't necessarily impact Canadians directly. This is something we get all the time when we cover U.S. politics or events that happen overseas uh, or even sometimes the entertainment industry. But if a story is big enough or important enough or occupies a big enough place in, God, I hate using this word, a big enough place in the discourse, um, then Canadians are going to be thinking about it and talking about it and, you know, whether or not You want to realize it at the time, who America votes for matters, what happens in the Middle East matters, and, you know, even what movies are made or what books are read matters to the world in general that Canadians have to exist in because at least half their lives are online and and there are no real borders online anymore. God, that sounds cheesy.
1: (laughs) Okay, so why go through all the trouble of doing a listener survey. We both know this. The whole team knows this. I mean, we get a lot of feedback on Twitter, right?
2: Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Quantity over quality sometimes, but a lot.
1: Okay, so why did the survey then?
2: Because we want feedback that goes beyond 140 characters because uh, a lot of the feedback we get on Twitter comes from people who read uh, the little intro we write to the episode and post it and uh, have never listened to an episode of the show in their lives and frankly probably won't and that's okay. Um, But one of the things I hope separates us from a lot of the strictly news podcasts out there is that we try to approach it as a community. And when you offer people the chance to give their thoughts and feedbacks and criticism and praise and all of that stuff, in something is listening, whoever's listening to this, if you filled out the survey, you know it actually took a fair amount of time to fill out. So those are the people that probably care about this show the most. And those are the people that I really want feedback from because they're the ones who are invested in it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, as the host, what piece of feedback were you most surprised about?
2: I think the thing that I was most surprised about is the topic selections that people both asked for and and asked for less of, and how often they overlapped. You know, we got lots of feedback saying we we like the topics you guys choose. You do a great job. Keep choosing them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but then we also gave opportunities for people to list which we should do more of or less of and and a number of categories were fairly high on both lists uh covid-19 was a good one uh climate i think was up there and so it's hard to please all the people all the time i guess and and quite frankly sometimes we have to do what's in the news and we don't get much of a choice about it but when we do i find that kind of feedback really comforting to know that when we settle on a topic or an approach to an episode, we don't have to make everybody happy because we'll never do that. I mean, that's something you should probably know already, but it's good to have that reinforced.
1: So like most podcasts, we have advertisements and you officially advertised for a Mattress, so congratulations.
2: The Mattress ad, yes. Everybody loves and hates speaking yeah. of things that some people love and some people absolutely loathe, um, if you're one of the people that loaths the mattress ad, I'm sorry, but I do. I do actually like the mattress.
1: Uh, just some background. Only Jordan got a mattress. Uh, the producer's in him. Yeah.:
2: That's true. <laughs> there's got to be some perks of this job.:
1: This is true. Listeners also said that they don't mind the ads, but some pointed out that, that the number has been on the rise lately. So what is going on about that?
2: So first of all, you people should be happy for us having more ads. I'm sorry that it interferes with your free podcast, but that means that the show is succeeding, um, that sponsors want to be a part of it, that they value our community, they value our approach to the news. This is like inside journalism baseball, but you should know if you care about the media that uh, big brands are a little bit leery of advertising in uh, news environments these days, frankly, because the news sucks and it's never any good and there's always a risk your brand is going to be attached to things like insurrections or racism or climate change or mass shootings or whatever. So, so news advertising is kind of a tough market. Um, so, the fact that ours has been going up is a sign that that people trust us to explain the news in a way that's not horrible. So, that's great. I understand that it's annoying. Like, I really do. I listen to podcasts every single day, and when a show that used to have no ads or maybe one ad in the middle or one ad at the beginning all of a sudden has two at the beginning and three in the middle and four at the end, it's frustrating. So listen, I I will tell you that we are working on that. First of all, we're always working to get more advertising because that's how we keep our jobs. But we are also working on a way for you to subscribe to this podcast in an ad-free feed. That's hopefully coming soon. We're pushing it as fast as we can because we know that uh, some people, listen, some people requested it by name, Uh, like a dozen people or so requested it by name in the survey. Like, what else can we do to make you listen? I would love an ad-free feed. So we're working on it. Be a little bit patient. It'll be there soon. And then you can support the podcast directly. You don't have to listen to me shill for mattresses.
1: We're all really excited about that. So the next thing, let's get into demographics. Most of our listeners are surprisingly older.
2: Depends on what you consider older. You're a lot younger than me. Most of our listeners are around my age.
1: (laughs) Yes, between 45 to 59.
2: I am not 45 yet. There's a lot of listeners between 45 and 59. But the one, I think the demographic younger than them was the biggest demographic, right? Is that true?
1: No, actually, 45 to 59 is the biggest demographic. So I aged you there.
2: Excellent. You aged me. That's okay.
1: 35 to 44 is the second biggest demographic.
2: That's my demo. Yes,
1: then 28 to 34. Okay. And more people are 60 plus than 23 to 27, which I was pretty surprised about. And then the rest are below 18 years old. So we have some children and some teens. Which, which is, is great. Plus.
2: Yeah. Speaking of things that surprised me, yeah, that that's one of them for sure. Um, and I think maybe that's just because we still, for whatever reason, automatically associate uh, podcasts and and things that exist solely in the digital world as things for the youths. And they're not anymore. Like... My mom listens to podcasts. In fact, she's, she's probably in our older demo. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not like that. People have, people have had podcasts now. They're As much as they're a new thing in terms of comparing them to, mm, you know, radio, newspapers, television, etc., um, they're not that new anymore. They've been around for almost two decades in one form or another, and, and people have found them. So listen, I don't care what demo people are in. It did surprise me a little bit because I had to rethink my own expectations of who I'm talking to. And it honestly kind of thrills me that even as I get older, I'm I'm still talking to people that are older than me a little bit. So I can still kind of feel like the young upstart kid, even though I'm like 20 years removed from being that. So thank you, everyone who listens.
1: So on subjects, the majority of surveyors said they liked all subjects. Okay,
2: cool. We shouldn't have left that answer in there, by the way. We should have made them choose. It was a (laughs) cop-out.
1: So aside from saying that people liked all topics, there were plenty of people who said that they wanted and or liked stories about social justice and climate change. But what did we find out, Jordan?
2: Okay, so this is uh a a true media phenomenon that happens everywhere. Um, But when you do surveys like this, people say they want the things that they think make them virtuous, but then when in practice, they actually do not. So people say they want social justice issues and climate change, and those episodes perform poorly. And I don't mean poorly like nobody listens to them, but certainly Poorly in comparison to stories about, and like I'm just picking random things here, uh, the housing market or investigations into something weird that happened in a small town or stories about, obviously, politics are always a big one on this show. Those all perform better, even though people who responded said they liked them less. And I used to edit magazines and and digital content for websites and this phenomenon holds up you ask people what they want to read they want more extremely long investigative stories that are detailed and expensive and hold power to account and all that kind of stuff and then you look at the numbers and they read the hot takes and the columns and the short stories that are about funny things and i'm sure I would like to say I'm sure, I don't want to insult anybody in the audience, but be honest with yourself. How many times have you retweeted an article that looked really important and impressive and not stopped to read it before you did it? It's the same phenomenon. You want the credit for supporting the good stuff, and when push comes to shove, you don't make the time for it. That said, we listen to every piece of feedback we get on this show, so we'll be taking it into consideration. How's that for Diplomatic?
1: I mean, I'd say it's pretty fair.
2: People vote with their ears more than they vote on this survey. Let's put it that way.
1: Sure. So this next one is big. 98% of you said yes to a spinoff of the big story. So Jordan, what are we working on and what would a spinoff of this show sound like?
2: First of all, they said that they wanted a three times a week spin-off of The Big Story, and that's not <laughs> happening because that would just kill me. So we're not doing that. I would love to do something uh, again in the vein of The Gravy Train, and I really hope that something like that comes to fruition. And then there's also a couple of other angles uh, that we are looking at for ways to add content to this show or a separate feed um, that would be, valuable and more practical than conversations that can range from space to politics to God knows what, like a more focused, practical version of the big story in the same format. Once again, don't want to get people's hopes up uh, before I do anything. So that's all I'm going to say, except that we asked that question because we do hope to do something new next year. That's all.
1: Great. Thanks, Jordan.
2: This was fun. Thank you so much, Ebián, and thank you to you and Joe and Braden and Stephanie and Mary and Diana and everybody on this team that makes this show possible. And again, if you filled out the survey, thank you because it was really valuable to us. And I hope over the coming months you get to see some of the stuff you asked for reflected in the shows you get and subscribe to the ad free feed when it drops. Thank you.
1: That was Jordan heath Rawlings, host of The Big Story. As always, you can find us on Twitter at TheBigStoryFPN. And you can call us at 416-935-5935. We can't take your call, but we do listen to the voicemails. And if you leave a really thoughtful response, you might even make it into the show. I'm Ebi Nabskeer. Thanks for listening. We're back on Monday.